National podcast with technical difficulties plenty. Alex is spending the entire time in a dark room as a disembodied voice, which, let's face it, is probably an improvement. Gav, after criticizing the technical thing, then struggles to find the record button. It's the big red one that says record. You sent the link, so that should be done on that one. Um, Alex wants to start early, which is why we're now starting later and I'm waiting for my dinner. So, um, with that aside, that lies around. How are you both? I think uh, Alex is froze again. Yeah. <laughs> So Alex can stay frozen. We can hear him. Yeah, yeah. you can hear me. That's all, all, all you need. Oh, this is awesome. I'm doing good. <laughs> Alex turned into white blob, of course. Um, right, so we've got a couple of games to speak about. Um, so Alex is going to pop in whenever he's got a signal that's working. Um, if anybody expects any professionalism here and you're watching, where have you been for the last 10 years? It's not what we do. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you're not all in the same room and you have to trust internets and skypes and freaking stream yards and shit like that to do podcasts it's normally it's normally you who has these issues that, that, that's why we're the ogs that's why we're the original gangsters of this shit we put up with this shit week well every two weeks now because we've got games on tuesdays and nick is suspicious superstitious <laughs> i see when we don't have them it's suspicious uh... superstitious <laughs> Just a second there. Alex is completely frozen now as well, so I'm sure he'll pipe up when he can. Yeah, um, I, I just give up on this shit. Uh, <laughs> just, just speak. We've got your frozen image. That's probably enough. Oh, probably that's fine. Fair enough. Right, so obviously we've got a couple of games. Um, going back to the Burnley game, which, um, Alex, I'm going to go to you first because you'll probably cut out at any given moment. Um a lot more possession than they used to against possessions based side, but lack of cutting edge. Um, uh, but um, first half was actually quite promising. Yeah, uh, first half was really good. I thought we 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 had them at the ropes, and we yeah we were basically pummeling them and getting chances left, right, and center. Both wingers were having a great um, well wing backs, I should call them, were having a great time, and Ross Barkley was fairly instrumental um in the middle and yeah we uh we, we looked like we could have scored both two or three goals gav i'd say it's probably sort of you know we didn't create the opening the clear-cut chances but ross barkley seems to be able to find his wing backs especially sort of um down the right with amazing accuracy time and time again yeah i mean that's what's that's what barkley's good at i mean you look at you look at the burning game you look at the Bolton game, and not to throw the two of them together, if you look at the position that Barkley played in both of them, and you can p- clearly see what position he's better in, right? Uh, Bolton, we had no Nakamba or, or Sambi. He played a little bit deeper, and, you know, although he did well, like, we need him further forward, to pitch, for, further up the pitch. Um, but I agree, the first half, we played really, really well until we let the goal in. And then, like, that seemed to take the air of our tires a little bit. But, I mean, as, as Alex said, we could have been two or three up. 
Yeah, I mean, I know Alex felt at that time that sort of, you know, um, he said Burnley were all over us, which I didn't see. They had they had a 10-minute spell in the ascendancy, which after we'd had the first half hour so in the ascendancy didn't really sort of, you know, um, sort of make yeah. a difference. We need to just uh, take our chances. That, that's just a major issue at the moment. We 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 are getting in the position. That that passing display that, that Barkley is, is, is giving us day in and day out, every match is just amazing. Yeah, I'm I mean, glad I he came he... in for. I, I'm glad he came in back in for that part, Nick, because that actually made sense. <laughs> it did. And it, almost, it almost it almost followed as well. Um, <laughs> obviously, you can see the goal, and there's there's a lot that you're thinking: is it going to be one of those days or something? It's um, they've got the goal; they're somehow going to do the double over us. It's um, so you don't really want a team below you doing the double over us. Obviously, you don't want one three points above you either doing it. Um, but then we found a way to get an equaliser. Now, does anybody think? jump up and think that's a definite goal at the time no oh i no i i just yeah i just knew it was going to be called off for a free kick it just seems to be kind of it was so slow motion you're thinking oh this culture went up heads the ball into this empty net and you're thinking something's happened there something's going to go on and then you've got the var reviews and it's um uh, there's two schools of thoughts on this aren't there obviously it's been it's been mentioned quite a lot so number one was it a foul? I mean, Elijah did kind of lean into the keeper or put a hip, hip into him. That's normally enough for a free kick. Against Man United, Liverpool, that's a free kick all day long. But mm. the referee did show some sense, which is unusual. Yeah, I, I thought, I actually thought that the referee was really good because he kept most of those 50-50 tackles going throughout the game. He didn't referee against or uh or, or throwing a free kick to break up the game which was kind of why i thought it was a great entertaining game gav uh bringing you in here because alex has just cut out again it's um <laughs> so obviously we've got i mean trafford there trafford's never getting that ball is he no i don't think so um i think to, to me it's one of them ones where it's so late in the game the goalkeeper's coming out and i think the goalkeeper kind of thinks i'm just going to come out and try for this because if i come out and try for it and someone runs into me i'm getting a free kick you know and it was a coming together rather than one running to the other wasn't it the two of them just collide it's like at, at some point the game has to change to allow the striker to be able to do that because the way i look at it is if that was anywhere else in the pitch and it wasn't the goalkeeper would it be a free kick no, that's that's what I thought at the time as well. You know, um, and I've, I've said for the longest time that I think goalkeepers are overprotected. You know, and these sort of challenges, and like the striker should be allowed to go for the ball. The striker should be allowed to 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 try get his head on the end of it, which I think was what Eli was originally trying to do until Trafford was. He on top wasn't of him. trying to at the time. I think he 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 had a look into it. You could you could see the path of it. But then I think when it comes up, he thought oh, he's, he's going to block him off to a certain extent. Mm. I'm assuming yeah. that's given against us. Look at it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's one of them. It's one of them things where, as I said, if it's anywhere in the, anywhere else in the pitch, I don't think I don't think it's a free kick. So why is it why is it a free kick in the box? Um, or just because it's the goalkeeper? Yeah. The the thing is, as you were saying, I I think it was the Arsenal game. We talked about, and I said I didn't celebrate one of the goals because I was convinced it was coming back. I think it was maybe our second goal against Arsenal. I was convinced it was coming back, like absolutely convinced it was coming back. And it it's, it's the same way with the Burnley goal. You know, you don't celebrate it because you're convinced it's coming back. 
But I mean, the, the pundits were split. I mean, the goalkeeper ones was sort of. I mean, actually, no. Shay Given said that's a goal, which surprised me as a goalkeeper. Him saying good that's old Shay, good old Shay, Irish legend. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put it there to just get it in there. So it was. Um, but I think it's kind of it's one of those ones. It's it's controversial, but I think the right decision was probably arrived at the end. And plus the fact I had to love the clubs completely trolling it, trolling him. The which one? Oh, the Luton Town. The, yeah. the Twitter. Yeah. I mean, the oops, I did it again and again yeah. and again and again. I didn't realize how bad traffic was at that point. Honestly, like, I think like the club's doing a better job now with that whole social media thing. I think they're getting the grips with it. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they probably brought someone in. Um, but they're definitely doing a better job of, uh, of, um, of, of, of take, of making use of social media because it's such a big thing. You know, it's such a big thing in today's day and age that y- you need to be able to take advantage of it. And I think the club are doing a, a better job now than they were. And realistically, three, four, five years ago, ten years ago, they didn't need it. You know? But now, like, as a Premier League team, it, it's kind of... A, it's, it's expected to a certain extent, I guess? I suppose there, there is that. There's also the kind of... But the that was quite quite belated funny, funny trolling that actually goes viral. Um, now, something else has gone viral, which I know you're dying to talk about. <laughs> I am. But I mean, this wasn't even the club. This was the club just putting up an interview. <laughs> they knew and what they were last, doing. Last time I checked, there's 14 million views for Rob Edwards going, Rob Edwards is a bit bemused. I just gave a normal interview. What's going on? He's they, suddenly, he has suddenly become this absolute sex symbol to some half the country, it seems. Like, right, <laughs> the club knew what they were doing. Yeah. Don't give me that. The club knew what they were doing. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like, I we were talking uh, before we started this. Rob Edwards is a very good-looking guy. Like, I have no problem in saying that he's a handsome, handsome man. And I how many times have you watched this video? Have, how many times did I watch it? How many times yeah. have you been viewed? Fourteen million, probably half a million. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, seriously, how, how much units did you go through? <laughs> that I'm not going to say. That's that, that. That's that's not appropriate even for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like he's, he's a good-looking bloke, you know. It's about time that the the female population get to enjoy him just as much as we do as as our manager, you know. I just can't wait for the for for the uh, the song to change from "We've Got Super Robbie Edwards" to "We've Got Sexy Robbie Edwards." Oh, I just can't wait to see his face. I'm I'm, I'm just waiting for the club shop to start stocking an inflatable Robbie Edwards. <laughs> that <laughs> happened before Valentine's Day. I'll take you two. Know, yeah, I knew you would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, yes, it was Gav who just said he's going to have a threesome or two blow up Robbie Edwards. Hey, you know, it's got to be done. The guy, the guy is good looking. Can you name me the last time Luton Town had such a good looking manager? I'll make half it, obviously. Gary Brabham? <laughs> Gary Brabin. <laughs> oh, okay, you smoked that. That was sarcastic. <laughs> but seriously, like I can't remember the time where Luton had a good-looking manager. So Alex. now that we have one, now that we have one, let's take advantage of it. Let's get some more females <laughs> into the game and make get more females as Luton Town fans, and you know. Can we we cut this out? (laughs) No, this is definitely staying in. (laughs) 
Psych Alex, you're frozen. I can't see the look of absolute revulsion on your face, which I'm just thinking, what the fuck are we going to I, I will, I will say I haven't shown my wife yet. I, uh, made yeah. pur- I, made, I, I did it on purpose not to show her that video. Although it's gone viral on fucking every social media, so I'm just waiting for her to pop up one day. And like, is this Luton Town's manager? Like, yeah. It's like, oh, I'll watch some games with you. I'm like, yeah, sure you will. I bet you will. Are you not going to show the wife just in case she gets jealous that you've got a man crush? No, I've got tons of man crushes. Don't worry about that. She knows about that. Yeah, the Alex Lacey cutout probably still. Oh, man. Yep. This, this is getting quickly out of control. You can't That's... see it. You can't see hey, it. Should, should, we actually, should we actually move on to the Bolton game that none of us saw when we saw the goals? <laughs> hey, Please. I saw about 30 minutes at the end of it. Probably the worst 30 minutes of the match. But I saw about 10 minutes on a dodgy Chinese or something stream. But it's... Yeah. I just lowered down the sound. Well, I had the sound on originally. Then I realised it's basically the sound was completely generated. It's like you're watching basically football managers. Someone's piped the sound from that in, just the way the the cheers were going up and down, up and down. But it was kind of completely unrelated to what you should watching. Mm-hmm. But again, didn't bother me. I turned the sound down and just watched the game. Right now, Alex, you almost completely jinxed the whole game. Yeah. Yes, I listened to the entire game. That was amazing. You listen to the entire game and suggest we do a podcast beforehand, which you know what happens when we do that. And you even knew it was doing the jinx. So, of course, Bolton then scored first. I thought, this is all down to you. <laughs> He's gone again. <laughs> He's like, I'm not taking this abuse. <laughs> uh, no, no, Nick. I, I thought I thought you were going to paddle on there, down there from the UK <laughs> to come and give me a beating or something. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Paddle, 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 and Nick in the same sentence. You probably shouldn't do that, Alex. I do have a paddleboard, but going from England to Australia on a paddleboard is probably a little bit. I didn't mention board. I just said paddle. <laughs> Apparently, you can you can sail in a straight line. Alex, this is horrible. By the way, <laughs> you just keep cutting out. It's fantastic. <laughs> So I can't actually see if he's on or not, so I, I can hear him some of the time popping. But yeah, so. I, I I know what's wrong now. I know what's wrong. So oh, is it you? Was it me? It's not me. It's, it's, it's my, it's my wireless wireless acting. Oh, uh, there you go. I've yeah. had them problems. I can't I I can't slag you about that. But yeah, Bolton. I was actually for a minute there hoping that Bolton would hold on, just so I could see Nick take a nervous breakdown on Alex in the group chat. <laughs> No, I'd have just blamed. I'd have just laid every single bit of blame at his door. So it's basically there are there are certain traditions on this one. We don't suggest recording match days because it never ends well. I mean, I think the one time we did it was actually sort of you know uh, against Newport. We lost five two, and that's always kind of that still haunts me slightly on that one. Um, you got to keep bringing that up, don't you? That's right. I've not mentioned Daviani yet. <laughs> Three appearances. I thought it was one. That's three more appearances than fucking Danny Spiller made for us. Well, yeah, he's a different one, but nobody actually praised him or sort of said he's going to be a great signing. Oh, no, they did. No, no, no. When we signed him, no, it was nobody like, here. Oh, nobody yeah. here said that. Fair enough. He should have mentioned that. Because <laughs> the way our website was, was building up was like the second coming of the Christ. It was Rihanna's birthday yesterday. Yeah, it was. I sent him a card. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Um, but yeah, obviously, obviously our goals. Um now the, the equalizer Hoth Chong, Alex, would you still there? Uh, some really, really nice little bit of footwork and really well placed. 
yeah. Amazing goal. Amazing goal by John. He left just long enough of a pause for me to think he's gone again. <laughs> um he, he he really yeah he, he really did did do do the, all the work for that goal and yeah I, I love it love it when he scores a lot of people have been criticizing him for finding him too lightweight but yeah he's he's starting to find his stride in the Premier League and he's quick he's very very quick as well he's got some quick feet but uh, obviously got a competition competition now um, now Gav obviously our winner. Um, I'm going to speak to you onto it because obviously it was the Irish man Chiesa Ogbeni. Chio, what a goal! Fantastic goal, right place at the right time. Considering he was playing right wing back for him to pop up in the position that he did, just absolutely fantastic. Can't ask for anything else. I can like tell his playing movement. I couldn't see the game, so I thought he'd be, I think he made he, he 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 was he was right wing back. I think that's where he started off in the game, and you know, um, for him to, I'm sure. As the game wore on, the, his position probably changed as Edward went for it more. Uh, but uh, but yeah, for him to pop up in that in that position and to to finish it like so calmly the way he did, like he's 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 already proved to be so important for us this season. But he's just gonna it, it's gonna be a case of you know he's, he's it, that's gonna continue because he can play in so many positions for us. Like he's covered for Kabore a right wing back. He can play as a winger. He showed your day like play him through the center and he's he's very calm in front of the goal. Um, yeah. you know, and it's just, it's just one of these things where he's he's one is, is he what they I don't know if they still use this term, but what they used to call back in the day a utility player. And I'd never liked the term utility player. Utility player always used to mean to me you're too shit to hold down a regular position. Yes, but I actually think he's he's good enough to play in any of those positions. Like I would have no problem with Kabore not getting back into the team and Ogbené being our right wing back. You know, right. and that's that's not that's not yeah. anything against Kabore, but like if Man City He's turned around Irish. tomorrow, if Man City turned around tomorrow and said, "Hey, we're recalling Kabore," like I'm I'm okay with that. Like, yes, mm-hmm. I'd probably want a little bit more coverage at that point. You know, yeah. you just have Ogbené, but I'd be okay with Ogbené starting majority of the games at right wing back. But no, I mean, yeah. Kabore seems to have actually gone to to gone to Afcon and learn how to get lots of penalties. That could benefit us. Yeah, I noticed that. That could definitely benefit us if he, if he brings that back to his game at Luton. But I mean, to Ogbené, like, free transfer. I know the, the free transfer that is constantly going to pop up is going to be Ross Barkley. But mm. Ross Barkley, Chio Ogbené, and Andros Townsend for nothing. Nothing. Like, that's fantastic work. Well, actually, just speaking about the transfer thing, because obviously the club accounts came out in the meantime, and I think we lost twenty-one million last season, which sounds horrendous on the face of it if you look at financial fair play. But then you look behind the figures, which I think everyone has, but go, it's actually really, really good. I mean, Kieran Maguire said there's it's an exceptionally well run, and also that twenty-one million it includes a lot of the summer signings, includes promotion bonuses. It doesn't include the Premier League money. Yeah. I mean, again, it comes back to what we always say, right? Our club is very well run, and it's run the right way. And it's run by fans, so we're never going to do anything that's going to put the club at risk or in danger. You know, we're just we're not that type of club. You know, yeah. and yes, it means that we're going to be battling relegation, and, you know, we're never going to be the cities and the Uniteds and the Liverpools of the world, but at the same point, we're going to be within our budget, and we're going to do, we're going to think, do things the looting way. 
Alex, just chip in whenever you are because I, I can't tell if you're there or not. <laughs> we did, we did, did beat Newcastle United, so come on. Yeah, I mean, Newcastle, you know, have come. I go completely off topic here, but I don't know why you would buy a Premier League side with all that money because you know you're not going to be able, like, unless unless it's a big club, you're not going to be able to invest that into the club. You know, you're going to have to build slowly the way Newcastle are right now. I'm Newcastle sure. big cups, to be fair. They're, they are, but they're not as big as the United's of the world, you know? If you bought a United of the world, you'd be able to go out and spend probably a billion in the transfer market because you could nearly guarantee that revenue coming through the door for a spit club that size is going is, is to cover the majority of it. You know, City can do the same things because they had their owners back in the day. They were able to spend millions upon millions. Newcastle can't necessarily do that because of financial fair play, which not necessarily a bad thing, but at the same point, like anyone that's buying a football club, why would you at this point? But then obviously, I mean, with it, with the profit and sustainability rules, Everton charged, Forest charged. Now, obviously, I would hate to see another club deduct the points unless it benefits us, in which case, come on, bring it on. The more, the better. Does um, it feel to you like they're trying to give us back our 30 points? No, because I think there's, I think there's somewhere we're around saying we won't hear about any points deductions till April. Now, I'm pretty sure if it's going to be till April, they're going to be having a look and say, right, how many points can we deduct from these teams to make it look like being harsh, but without sort of relegating them? Yeah. But, I mean, April, the, the season's not over. You know, depending on when about in April. Like, I've, I've seen a couple of people say it won't be till the off-season, which makes sense, you know? If it's, not, if it's not to the off-season, there's no point doing that because it's... Um, yeah. You've got, you've got to have it there so people know where they are going to the last game of the season, I think. Yeah, yeah, you've got to know going into the last day of the season, like what exactly you need. Um, okay, and we've actually yeah, lost I mean, Alex completely now, and I think he's just said his wireless to die completely. So uh, I think we can. Here was me thinking this is going to be a short episode. I'm going to be able to get through post production really quickly on this and well, enjoy the rest of my night. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so I mean, what we'll do is because we're just going to move on quickly to um, transfer window. Obviously, we've signed um, we've signed Holmes from Reading, loaned him straight back. So it's um, obviously one of the they obviously see something in him, but um, not for the season. So we'll see how that works out. Um, Nelson, another bloke from Reading, bit accepted, but it looks like he might be off to Greece instead um, if he doesn't want to come. Got no issues with that. Um, now, the surprise one that's gathering, not that surprise, the one that's gathering pace is obviously um, Giles to Hull or possibly Leeds for about four and a half million. Now, there's a mention of a sort of, you know, obviously there'd be some weird O's sort of, um, we would owe some money back to um, Wolves for him, but I think it was rumored five million. So I'm wondering if we didn't quite pay that five million. I think it's that five million included all the add ons, everything else. The way Gary Sweet structures the deal, he'd probably structure it in reverse as well. Hmm. Um, now, I'm slightly surprised it's kind of looks to be more of a sort of permanent transfer or a loan with an obligation to buy. But I think we bought him there. We bought him to actually try and bring a bit of extra quality left back. But then Alfie Doughty is stepped up so much. I'm, we're looking at an England player now. Yeah, and I think that's that's been the downside for, for Giles is that Doughty's just been so good. Uh, I know the talk is that a loan deal with the... With the with the option of buying or whatever the way they word it these days, uh, in the summer, I wouldn't so be surprised. Obligation to buy, not an option. Obligation to buy. Okay, yeah. so obligation to buy. 
uh, that would surprise me slightly. Um, just because unless the club has something lined up, because if you're letting Giles go, if you're letting them leave on alone and then ultimately permanently, uh, what you what's your contingency plan for if anything does happen, Alfie? Like you probably say stick Bell out there, right? But then what's your contingency plan in the center? Right, that's what's about to go. Now I've been rumored to be linked with a, a centre back. I mean, obviously we've bid got one signing back, tries to bid for another one, and now I've been linked with Carl Bartley from West Brom as a centre back. So that is then a centre back coming in that obviously gives you the option of putting Giles out to lift left if you need be. But also assuming Tom Lockyer is not going to be named in the match day in the match day squad, um, which sends me a loving speed, but obviously we've got we've got to be quite ruthless in the twenty five we name. Mm-hmm. So you're then creating extra space into that one. So whether or not another defender comes in or a right back or possibly a central midfielder if Nakamba's out for a few months. So I think you've got a couple of options. I either look at replacing him as that one or left field one, it might be some recording Alan Campbell who's not playing there, but he can play that defensive midfield role. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with Campbell in the defensive midfield role. That's just me. Um but I, 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 well, what I was getting to with Jaws is I just, I don't see it happening without reinforcements already being underway and almost set to come in to, to help us. Yeah. Uh, I know that the rumor is Kyle Bartley. I'm not a fan. The times I've seen him play, especially against us, he hasn't looked great. Doesn't look, doesn't look anything special. You know, not necessarily a bad thing. He maybe just. As Rob Edwards put it about, about Holmes, a proper defender, an old-school defender, somebody who just likes to sit there and head the ball away. It's not necessarily a bad thing for us right now because the players we have there all like to get on the ball and play. Uh, he'd be something different. But it just makes me think then, Mads, Mads Anderson, where's Mads at? Where's, where's Dan Potts at? Because these, these are players who are ultimately not necessarily saying we're going to need them, but they're gonna have to be around the squad, you know, for us to like to have in case we do get injuries come later on in the season. Yeah, that that's it. It's got to be some chance of playing or to be able to able to play at some point. So yeah, and obviously to be to be named in the squad. So I think it's looking at it is basically almost moving out players and maybe protecting the assets to a certain extent as the value. And then seeing like who can bring in because we've actually got so maybe Giles was signed with an eye so right if we get ready to go to the championship he'd be a useful player there. Now he's having a look and thinking right well what do we need to actually stay up now and if we have to move people around. And Giles yeah you can understand he's not going to be happy he's not played much but. Uh, I think Giles came in thinking he was going to be the first choice left back or left wing he, back or whatever. He wasn't he didn't defend for the first four games. Well yeah he was yeah technically yeah you're right but I mean. <sighs> I think that like that was a mistake as well. Like we we Doughty should have been starting from the start. Given how he performed last season, Doughty should have been in from the start. He's he's earned his place back and he's kept it. And there's a reason why we're all saying he should be going with England to the Euros. You know, he's that good. Um I just think with Jaws, like okay, stay and fight for your place. But if the clubber, if the clubber, to, to me, if the clubber selling them this soon after buying him, buying him, it's because he's gone and said, "Look, I want to go." Which to me just means, yeah, to me just means that he doesn't want to fight for his place. And if he doesn't want to fight for his place, then fuck off somewhere else. Then. Yeah, you know, go somewhere where you know you don't have to fight for your place. Because no one, I don't think anyone in the Luton Town team 
is guaranteed a place. Maybe Barkley right now because of, of, but again, it's because of his form. But I don't think anyone's guaranteed a place. Like you looked at Carlton start of the season, Eli. Kane. Jacob Brown did didn't start the season. I think it was no, Chio, Jacob right? Brown didn't start the season. So you know, so and he's come in and done well. Um, I, I just if you're not willing to stick around for your place, then this is not the right club for you. Like we we need it. We need everyone 110 percent committed to the cause. You know, we don't need anyone. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't want to slate him too much because I don't know the history behind that. So No, might... yeah, you don't want to slate him, but I will. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, but again, like, if, if, if you if you join a job and six months later you're leaving, it's because, one, the job isn't what you thought it was going to be, and two, you're not willing to fight or change or do whatever you need to do to make this job a success. It's the same with Giles, you know. Instead of instead of sitting there going, "Oh well, Dowdy's got the position now, and I can't get back in," and okay, what about what about further up the pitch? Can you not fight Brown for that position? Brown didn't start the season. I mean, I think the problem further up the pitch is we've got a lot of competition for those wide areas as well. So it's um, I mean, Rob has already said he, he sees Giles more as a kind of you know a wide a wide midfielder rather than a defender. So let's see, shuffle things and- around. It goes back to what I said. Like I, I honestly believe that if we hadn't come up last season, if we were still in the championship, I think we'd be playing a completely different formation. And I'm not talking about completely different formation to what we're playing right now, but a completely different formation to what we played even in the championship. Yeah. I, I just think I think I think Edwards is doing what he needs to do to stay in the in the Premier League, which is you know, fair play. You know, that's yeah. that's that's his job. That's absolutely what he has to do. Uh, but I, I, I think he's a much more forward-thinking manager, and I mm. think he likes to be on the front foot. And he, he just realizes right now he can't do that with Luton. Well, I think he starts to do that. He's basically so he's looking to evolve, looking to change the way we play. And thinking, okay, so start started there. We lost the first four, evolved the formation a bit. Had to be an out possession side. He's now wanting to be slightly more in possession when we can be, mm-hmm. and it's just getting the confidence. I think Ross Barker is a big part of that. Now, one final question just before we go, because it's um, this has been half an hour of absolute cuss podcast. <laughs> You're going to keep that in as well, aren't you? It's right. Even though, okay, so I know you're Irish, so you don't have too much interest in the Euros as it is. But um, Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, but just not mention that there. But if you were the England manager, um, and this is going to be a loaded question, would you take Henderson, sort of, you know, long-term English international who's then just been playing in Saudi Arabia, or would you take a risk on Ross Barkley? I take Henderson. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're Irish. You want us to lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to get that. <laughs> Obviously, as an Irish man, if I was in charge of England, I'd be trying to sabotage them at every possible uh, game. Like, I would, I would seriously just... Bring Harry Kane just to sit him on the bench, like that would be the sort of shit I'd do. Um, but no, it, realistically, like if if I was in charge of England and I wanted to win the Euros, I would one hundred and ten percent bring Ross Barkley with me. Um, and I would one hundred and ten percent bring Alfie Doughty with me. You know, if you if you want to win, if you want to win the tournament, I think. You know, and I'm not saying they're gonna win the tournament just because those two players are in the team, but 
to me, if I look at England, you've got Rice, you've got you've got Rice, you've got Phillips, you know, who can both sit and play that defensive midfielder role. And mm-hmm. if you are playing against a top team where you need to play two, then you've got the two of them, you know. But then going forward, I think if you I think if you put Barkley in there, you you take a lot off Bellingham. Which I know he's a fantastic, fantastic player, uh, but he's still young, you know, and he'll still he's still got stuff to learn. I think if you take Barkley with you, it just gives you something extra. And that's not to say you start Barkley, but you know, someone to bring on and change the game. I mean, I, I would say you must you bring them basically as an alternative to Declan Rice or Phillips, who's not playing, or Henderson. Yeah, like if, if you're playing a team that you're expected to beat, you're not. You should absolutely not be playing two central defensive midfielders under no circumstances should you be playing at that point you're playing one sitting four in front maybe mm. fucking that's where Barkley comes in you know folding one side Rashford the other or whatever way you want to work it Bellingham and Barkley in the center now once you get to the knockout stages where yeah. you have to play two defensive midfielders that's where Phillips and Rice can win Oh, Barkley is playing one of them because I think Sir Phillips is not playing for his club. Or if you're really smart about it, playing Barkley as that second holding midfielder, but not actually as a holding midfielder. I I don't know, like, so it's it's a very much American term, okay? But when Beckham came, yeah, when Beckham came here to play in the MLS, they it was it, it was pretty much a new position in MLS. So Beckham was the quarterback. Beckham was the guy playing, and but he. As far as I remember, and I might be wrong, he never played in that position on his own. There was always someone else beside him who would do the dirty work and the leg work and the defensive work. Like you could realistically do that. Have Rice there to do the leg work, you know, and Barkley there just to ping balls. And that'd be a perfect midfield combination, wasn't it? So you'd have the Irishman Rice and you'd have some of the loose and player Barkley. Fuck off. <laughs> We don't talk. We don't talk about Declan Rice nicely on nicely on this podcast. <laughs> it was just there play. I mean, if if he's want to win, I don't want you to win. So I'm hoping he stays at home. I'm also hoping that Alfie Doughty stays at home. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, obviously we've got um, Everton in the cup. So yeah, we've beaten them once already. We might be in the game. We might not. We'll see what happens. So I'm not bothering any predictions. And I think we're going to end up there because, let's face it, any more technical difficulties, it's going to be about two minutes long if you bother editing it. Don't edit it. it, it it's, it's, it's going to be a really, really short one. Um, but, yeah, and then Brighton next Tuesday, so obviously we won't be here next Tuesday. No. Um, but, yeah, the Cup game is pretty much re-hit, and then you, you, the concentration has to be on the Brighton game. Yeah. And the good yep. one came out. So with that, okay, we will see you all next time we record, whenever that will be, probably in a couple of weeks. Hopefully without the technical difficulties. Yeah, I wouldn't harm my breath.